Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. A companion post to this episode containing show notes appears on deadspin.com, and you should send your questions about cleaning or anything else, really, to joliecare at gmail.com, or just chat with me in the comments at Deadspin. The holidays are approaching, and to kick off the next few weeks of festively-themed episodes, I'm so excited to welcome the Wirecutters' Leslie Stockton back to the show to talk to me all about the very special stains that tend to mar the table linens we use during holiday meals. Joining us for his very first clean cast appearance is Tim Herrera, who has the very important job of being my editor at the New York Times. The poor man has to handle... 4,000 words of laundry copy. <laughs> it's a privilege. It's a privilege. Hi, Leslie, and hi, Tim. Welcome. Hi. Hello. I'm very excited about this. This is like a real synergistic experience that the three of us are having, right? Because we're going we're gonna to highlight Leslie's important work for the wire cutter about table linens, and we're going to talk about my, my very important work on the matter of holiday stains. And, and I'm just here. I have nothing to offer. <laughs> it's has fine. a lot to offer. I've come to terms with that, but it's okay. <laughs> I'll take any chance to geek out on laundry. <laughs> we are going to geek out on laundry yeah. too. We're going to get we're going to get real weird, um, and it's going to be great. Before we get into it, I want to remind you that I offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to my premium subscribers. If you would like to help underwrite my show by becoming an Ask a Clean Person the podcast patron, go to Patreon.com/slash/AskAClean to check out all the packages I'm offering and to select the level of giving that's right for you. Your support helps me so much, and I'd love to hear from you if there are rewards you'd like me to consider making available. Speaking of patrons, I do have some new patrons to thank this week. Only two, but but very special. Um, thank you to Sue Story and to Nicola Skidmore. Nicola is a $10 patron, which means that she gets to send um, questions for me to answer in the bonus episode if she has them. And I, I want to remind you guys that I offer that, I think... Um, because I'm going to be taking a little bit of time off during the holidays, um, I think what I'm going to do is do some extra bonus episodes that I'm not going to call bonus episodes. I'm going to call them something else um, where I'm going to answer the patron questions. So I'm just going to do really short ones, like five, seven, ten minute kind of ones where I just like answer a few like rapid fire questions. So want to remind you guys that's out there. If you have questions that you're like, really 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 dying to hear on the show and you want to expedite them you can be my ten dollar patron and you can make that happen um all right now that i'm i'm done begging for money <laughs> support my show. it's called hustling it's fine <laughs> seriously listen the holidays are coming up right like, <laughs> this doesn't happen for free <laughs> i need money man you know my christmas presents don't for myself don't buy themselves i buy myself christmas presents every year have you started shopping no do you know what you're gonna buy yourself this year i don't actually you know what last year um last year i had the 
It was at once the world's saddest and the world's best Christmas. I was totally alone. Um, That's fine. Nothing wrong with and, being alone. Yeah, on the no, it was great. I needed it. I was just like, so first of all, and <laughs> like people who follow me on Twitter already know this. I get horribly depressed during the holidays, mm-hmm. um, which is one reason that like. This job is really good for me during the holidays because this is my super busy season. Right. As Tim knows, he's because uh-huh. Tim is drowning in jolly copyright. <laughs> oh my now. God, it's a privilege. It's all amazing. <laughs> um, but this is very definitely my busy season. Um, actually, even oddly enough, even busier than the spring. You would think spring cleaning time. Mm-hmm. No, it's like I always say. My I call it wax season. October fifteenth through February fifteenth. It's a made Did you up say wax season. Yeah, it's a made up thing that okay. I I made it up. Yeah, we can make it happen. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, and and the reason is is because like you start with candles before Halloween, and then you end Valentine's Day, and in between you've got you know you've got obviously like both of those are waxy, um, but you've got Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you've got Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, which are very candly. Christmas is very candly, like so wax season that's where it comes from um and actually we are going to talk about wax stuff today good um but yeah so this is my busy time and i'm and i'm always glad for it because it how i love my work so much that it like helps a little bit to mitigate the holiday depression because at least i can keep really busy with work right um, noticed but last year and last year i also kind of used it as an excuse to not go home for christmas um oh but and Right, which they were set at home. I'm sure they're no. They they went off and had they had their own adventures. Well, also, do you want like a depressed Jolie like <laughs> skulking around the house on Christmas? I mean, I do. I'll take any Jolie. <laughs> so that doesn't sound like a problem to me. But yeah, sure, like, okay, I guess some kind of like folks. a petulant twelve year old Jolie. Like <laughs> Again, that's not, no keep, one wants. Keeps that. getting better. No one wants that. Plus, also um, saving yourself that hustle of flying during the holidays is a true form of self care. Indeed, and in fact, I think I convinced my parents to come to New York this year for Christmas. Me too. Um, oh. Which I'm really excited about. So, um, whole thing, fingers crossed, because not having to travel will also help. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's my that's my like holiday thing. So last year I had I had you know kind of the world's the world's best slash saddest Christmas, and I bought myself. This is so ridiculously indulgent, and I make no apologies for it. <laughs> I bought myself a bottle of fifty dollars nail varnish. Yes, sure, that's great. <laughs> yes. That's great, and I like if really it makes you happy. It, it, you know what? It continues to make me really happy. It made me really, really happy. I wore it constantly for like the first six months of this year. Like I literally like twice a week was changing my my varnish, and, and I you just can had this feel thing. the extra it's, money in there. It's you know the thing is like no one would know that it was special. It just looked like red nail varnish. It was it was the but you knew. Wait, what what brand was it? It was the Christian Louboutin yeah. red mm-hmm. signature red nail varnish. Right. And um and you know, if you looked at it on my fingers, you would just be like, Oh, that's red nail varnish. But I knew that it was special. You felt and, great about it. Yeah, and it was my Christmas present to me. And yes, of course it was a splurge, but like I didn't travel home i don't know i just felt like good about it so i haven't decided what this year is going to be i mean since you already said that you changed it twice a week my my biggest question was like how long could you go without it chipping i mean it was it was pretty good the thing was is that i i um 
beat up my nails because I'm constantly cleaning and constantly cooking. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, Leslie, Leslie literally. Le, guys, Leslie runs the test kitchen for the wire cutter. She knows. Like, yeah. My hands look like pigeon talons. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, is that a few, a few months ago, I kind of like um, uh, kind of oddly and abruptly stopped cooking so much. And um, it's, I mean, there, there are things that are not great about that. And there are things that are really great about it. But one of the things that's really great about it is like, I can finally have my long nails again. Yeah. So I have, you guys, you can't see them because this is a podcast, but I have super great. long talons right now. They're love beautiful. Them. They're very witchy and they make me happy. Um, all right. We are going crazy far afield of what the topic is. Well, we're really not because we're talking about holidays. And so we're going to talk you guys today all about holiday stains um, we're going to start off with like what I think probably are the two big guns, red wine and cranberry sauce. Um, so we've got a question. Um, I'm going to have Tim read Kirsten's question. Okay. So Kirsten writes, I throw a holiday party with close friends. We eat a big dinner, drink lots of wine and exchange gifts. It's one of my favorite days of the year and I can't resist breaking out the nicest linens we own which means they're in serious danger. <laughs> uh, they're antique white. Uh, you know, someone always brings red wine to a dinner party. Mm-hmm. If we're overcome with the holiday spirit, it's a very nice way to put it, <laughs> and the red wine spills, is there any way to save the tablecloth? That seems like such a risky endeavor in the first place. Um, but, but I respect that. Well, there. Is, I mean, it's not risky after anyone's listened to this episode because Leslie and I are going to save the yeah. day. We I mean, know, we've done, we know. We know how to save the day. Um, but one thing I do want to say is that I love that she breaks out her fanciest stuff, even though there's a chance that it's going to get stained. It's nice. Because Why have it otherwise? That's exactly it. Like right. part part of part of living your fullest life is using your good things, right? And I, I I've talked about this a little bit on the show, not not super extensively, um, but I've touched on it from time to time. But like one thing that I have made a really conscious decision about doing in the past couple of years for myself is not saving my good things for a special occasion or a rainy day or some other time in the future. I just am like, no, just use it now. Use it today. Light light that diptyque candle today. Don't yeah. let it sit on a shelf gathering dust for two years. Like, the candle is there to be burned. Burn the candle, you know? Which right. is great. That's like an amazing philosophy. I will say I always come down on the other side of that. Like, if anything gets dirty or gets messy, like, I'm in the camp and I know we've talked about this. We're just going to trash it. Oh, so you're one own, of those. I don't own, like, a super nice tablecloth or, like, amazing napkins because, like, I don't know if it's super dirty. I'm just going to trash it anyway, which I know is We're deeply offensive to you. No, no, it's not. It's not, no, it's not deeply offensive. It's just elusive? that. It's just that we're going to change it. Like stain removal. Is stain removal elusive? Um, you, I'm going to say yes just you based can on say it. Just, yes. it yeah. It's a lot of effort. Um, but I will say I'm doing my own laundry for the first time in a long time. Oh my, my building God. actually has it. Oh my God, I'm so excited. And I know how passionate you are about it. Mm-hmm. And 4,000 words he's editing on laundry, you guys. And now that I'm doing my own, I kind of get it. Like, I'm down in the laundry room, I'm doing my thing, folding my laundry, I'm down there for, like, half an hour. It's very peaceful. I've, like, accomplished something. I have something that I can show. I just, like, feel great about it. And, like, you know, I used to think it was crazy when people would say, like, oh, you know, I love doing my laundry. It just, like, is nice a release. I get it, though. Yeah. I'm coming around. Now, you know what? This time next year, mm-hmm. you're going to have nice table linens. It's, it's true. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. exactly what's going to happen. All right. Let's talk about the red wine stuff. Um, let me 
let me give like a few kind of quick quick things to start and then I'm going to have Leslie take it away because Leslie just did a guide to the best cloth napkins and tablecloths. Right. Um, I want you to talk about what your pick was. Um, but as part of her testing, she she did two things with me. First of all, she wanted she knew that part of her testing wanted to be focused on how well stains came out of the linen she was testing. Right. But that was one of the criteria she had. So she asked me, like, what stain should I use? And I was like, okay, here, here are a few that hit all of the different categories of stains and that are things that would be common on table linens, both napkins and tablecloths. Um, and then she also, as a, as a supplement to the guide, she also included care tips for linens. And she quoted me on a lot of those. Um, so what she also did, because she was actually doing physical testing, was she ended up testing different methods that I described, and she actually found some interesting results. And since I don't really do straight product testing, I want Leslie to talk a lot about that because like, she's now got an expertise that <laughs> I, that I, I don't know. It's just like a different, a different experience appro- from the trenches. That's exactly <laughs> it. So, um, so the basic things I want to, I want to mention, um, for both red wine and for cranberry. And I know this works for cranberry because I did it with cranberry sauce on the Rachel Ray show last year where I made Rachel and Emerald use this stuff to take cranberry sauce stains out of napkins um, and Rachel didn't really follow my instructions and she messed up, but Emerald did very well. Um, um, so there was a product called Wine Away and like longtime listeners have heard me talk about, cause I always say Wine Away, but Wine Away really, really works. It works on red wine and it also works on cranberry sauce. And that is a huge thing to know. And the Wine Away people kind of don't tout it as cranberry sauce removal, which they should. Um, but it really does work. And what we found, um, in using it, the, the best way to use it for both the wine and for the cranberry um, was to spray it on the stain and to use a damp sponge or rag to kind of really work it in. And the, it does take some patience. It's not like you're not going to spray it and poof, the right. stain's going to be gone. Um, but it does really work. One other thing I want to mention, I've talked about this a lot before in terms of red wine stuff, but I think it's always worth mentioning is the, the table salt trick. Which is if you spill, it doesn't work. I mean, it does work, but it's not really practical for a massive spill. But if you get like a little spill of wine or like some splatters on a fresh red wine stain, pouring table salt right on it like an anthill mound style of table salt uh, will serve as a desiccant. It will suck the red wine up out of the fabric. And it really does work. That is amazing. Yeah. It's such a neat little weird trick. Um so with that, I want Leslie to talk about what she found with the use of wine away, because she actually found some kind of interesting things about where the circumstances under which it works really, really well and circumstances under which it's maybe not the best choice um, and what you found about oxygen bleach. All right. So first, um, I stain napkins with one teaspoon of red wine and one teaspoon of red wine makes a big stain mm-hmm. it may, may be six inches in diameter i'm like oh wow that's bigger than i thought it was going to be and so i i doused all of them in wine away mm-hmm. and then i let them sit for you know the five to ten minutes that the wine away tells you to do it and then 
I threw them in the washer, cold water, Tide Ultra Stain Release. Mm-hmm. And God bless that laundry detergent. Yeah. <laughs> so, so good. And when the wash cycle was over, I pulled them out. And um, most of the stain was gone, but there was still, like, there was still some discoloration. Okay. So then I just soaked everything in hot water and, oxy- and oxygenated bleach, mm-hmm. i.e. OxyClean or Clorox OxyMagic, mm-hmm. um, if you need a brand. Yep. And... After 20 minutes in a super hot oxygenated bleach soak, and I'm talking about the powder here. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm not talking about the spray bottle no. pre-treated. Powder. Um, everything was gone. Okay. Like, everything just lifted out. So what I did next was I stained the napkin, let it sit, sprayed it with, with wine away, and then let that sit. And then I took it over to the sink and put a little bit of uh, liquid detergent Tide and just scrub, 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 mm-hmm. scrub, scrubbed, and then threw it in the washer. And that seemed to work as okay. well. And then uh, the third round, I just stained with uh, red wine, let it dry, and then straight to an, a hot OxyClean soak, mm-hmm. oxygenated bleach. And that worked as well. Okay. So there was no problem with going directly from wine to oxygen bleach? No, actually. Okay. So you know when you spray um, wine away on a wine stain, it it, it oxidizes. Mm-hmm. It turns blue. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing happens when you stick it straight to the soak. But the thing is, like... But eventually for, it comes out. Eventually it comes out. Okay. And the smaller splatters on the napkin came out in the wash okay so it's like a giant stain right so if you're taught i mean if, if you just have a, a a gusher of a stain right that's a different story if you if you see some drips or like you know the the bottom the ring rim, yeah and you have a little ring wine away will do the trick mm-hmm. and then in the wash cold water uh, I wouldn't do hot water with no, OxyClean. Yeah. And the only reason why you do hot water with OxyClean is because the hot water ac- activates it. Right. So I have one more thing to say about that is um, Citrusol, which is one of the grease solvents mm-hmm. I use. Yep. Um, same ingredient. Well, they both have uh, Wine Away and, cis- and Citrusol have the same ingredient. So I was like, well, I wonder if Citrusol gets out red wine. And and it doesn't. Oh. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay. Well, no, but now we know. Yeah. That's good. That's good to know. Okay. Um, all right. So this is this is really helpful. So basically, the the takeaway I want you guys to get from this is that you want to consider not just what the same stain is, but you want to think about the breadth of the stain, basically. Right. Like, if it's just a little bit, yeah. Treating it and and sending it right into the wash is gonna is gonna do the trick. But if you're talking about like, so I joke every year like Thanksgiving is my busiest night because around six or seven p.m. my text messages start lighting up. <laughs> um, and and unfortunately for everyone who has my phone number this year, I'm gonna be in L.A. for Thanksgiving, and I am gonna be in. No kind of condition to be <laughs> helping anyone with their stain problems. Good pre-planning, though. Well done. <laughs> because I'm going, I'm going for Thanksgiving lunch at 2:30 p.m. with 18 people. Oh wow, that's a 18 party. friends. Yeah. Oh, it's a party. That's I mean, this party. is like, yeah, this is this is going to be bonkers, um, and I'm <laughs> so so excited about it. It's going to be a very valley Thanksgiving for me. Um, 
But every year, like, yeah, it starts, it's, you know, it's usually from like 6 to 10 p.m. Like, it's just like text after text <laughs> yeah. after text after text yeah. comes in. Um, is it always the same question? Is it, it red wines everywhere? It is literally always everybody's Uncle Bob spilled an entire bottle of red wine. <laughs> right. All, right. Over, all over Nana's, Bob, all over Nana's, you know, handmade antique tablecloth. Right. It's like right. It, literally every single time. So, um, <laughs> So I want you guys to remember when Uncle Bob dumps the whole bottle that you you can't just treat and launder. You actually have to take that that second step of doing the long soak in OxyClean right. or Clorox OxyMagic or whatever oxygen bleach you have. I do want to mention, speaking of Nana's antique tablecloth, I want to mention a specific product that is very, very good on older and vintage linens, um, both in terms of stain removal but also... For sort of correcting that that yellow, that aging yellow, yellowing that happens, um, it's called Angleside Restoration. Angleside is a tiny little company. I think they're in Pennsylvania, um, so U.S. US made, which is really nice. Um, and they make these great products. They work really, really well. Um, I mentioned them in my book because I had a bride who was wearing a vintage family wedding dress and it was it had yellowed with age and I had helped her I was like try this product and it totally saved the dress I've recommended it to a lot of other people in those kinds of situations um and actually the Angleside people heard about it and they got in touch to say thank you they were like we're a really small company and it's like a really big deal for us that you Aww, recommended our product so yeah, nice. yeah so, so a happy ending yeah. at so many levels and then actually i got to i got to recommend them again in the times tim when i did the thing about the storm cleanup yeah, yeah, yeah. um because i had gotten some emails from people who had had um you know vintage textiles that had had gotten flood damage right. um and so i was able to say this is actually a really great product for things like you know quilts and wedding dresses and christening gowns that are heirlooms that you you know they're 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 critical enough for you to go the extra mile to save after you've been in a flooding situation so anyway so i just feel like very i know i feel very fond of that of that company that is very sweet um i i I explained the breadth of the stain this way to uh, a friend at work and i was like okay so you get a smear of mud on your arm you're just going to wipe it off with a damp rag if you get covered with mud, well, you're going to have to take a shower. That is so, so good, Leslie. Right? Different I'm techniques. stealing that from you. <laughs> <laughs> can I steal that from you? you can tell really, it. really good. <laughs> um, okay, so we have, um, we have another question from Alice. Um, actually, that's now about Greece. So now we're going we're gonna to talk about... Oh. Now you can fight. You can redeem Citrusolve. All right, so we'll have, <laughs> we'll have Tim, Tim do his best impression of Alice. All right, we're hearing from Alice now. Um, hello, I have a seasonal little problem I could really use your help with, Miss Clean Person. Hmm, yeah. As a reminder, you, you you don't need to call me Miss Clean Person or Miss Care. You just call me Jolie. Just Jolie works. Miss <laughs> Jolie Jolie works. Uh, so last... given, this, given the shit I talk about on this show, really, we're all on a Very first... formal title. Yeah, I like we're that all though. on a first name basis over here. <laughs> um, all right. So last week I was at a Thanksgiving party and after the main eating bit of the night was over... The turkey was put on a sideboard, and we went on with the main drinking bit of the night. Good work. Love only, that. only, there was a tear in the tin foil, and turkey fat leaked out onto the sideboard, down the side of the kitchen cabinet, and into the carpet. Ooh. Um, not very nice, you see. Can you tell me how to get rid of the fat without using corrosive chemicals? 
They put bicarb of soda down on that on the night. She's British. That's uh, baking soda. Okay. For all us uh, bicarb of soda. Yeah. Yeah. That threw me a little bit. Yeah. Um. Great. What do we have to say to Alice? Okay. So we have a couple things to say to Alice. Again, I'm going to kind of make Leslie do the heavy lifting of answering <laughs> this question. Um. Because, I just, what's a corrosive chemical, though? Uh, right. I mean, that's that. that <laughs> I, I, I think basically they didn't they didn't want something that was super super toxic. Okay. Um. So, um. I, I want to say they they were they were so close to getting the right powdery substance for the job. They just missed the mark a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what they actually wanted to use wasn't baking soda. They wanted to use cornstarch yes cornstarch would have been the thing um much like the salt trick that i described for liquid cornstarch acts the same way towards greases um talcum powder also works flour will work too i i sort of somewhat recently like learned i i which totally makes sense but for some reason i don't think that i don't think flour would be as absorbent as talcum and cornstarch so i would stick with those two but it also has a tendency to turn into a paste that's the that's the other thing like it's just not it's not as fine a powder Mm. as talcum or cornstarch um and it will get gummier faster Mm -hmm. so if you think about what cornstarch does to your foodstuffs it thickens by absorbing grease and liquid and creating a, a and, and turning into a thickening agent. That's why you use it to make gravy and to thicken pies. Um, the same properties, if you put it down on a grease stain, and it doesn't have to be a fresh grease stain. This works on old grease stains. Um, I think some of you have probably heard about the story that I like to tell about my mom getting the samosa grease stain out of a sari by using cornstarch. She just like, it was like a three or six month old stain. And she called me. She was like, Joel's, I've got this. Sorry, I totally forgot that I got a samosa dropped on it and there's a grease stain. What do I do? And I was like, oh, just lay it out on the dining room table. Because obviously a sorry is, you know, yeah, right, huge. Right, right. Uh, just like a huge piece of fabric. Um, I was like, oh, mommy, just like lay it out on the on the dining room table and put, again, a big anthill style mound of cornstarch on it and just let it sit for like, 12, 24, 48 hours, um, and then just, like, brush the cornstarch away or shake it out over the trash can or whatever. If there's a little residue, like a, a very barely damp cloth, you can just wipe it all off. And this and, was months after the fact? Mm-hmm, this was months after the fact. So at that point, I would have just thrown it out? No, you don't throw out so sorry. And so, and like, and so she, call, she called the next week, and she was like, oh, the stain came right out. It was perfect. It was brand new. Um, so it really, really does work. It's, yes, it does. It's obviously better if you don't wait. Right. Yeah. Better if you don't wait. But like if you if you do because you forget or because you have to wait or for whatever reason, uh, or you just don't get around to it. That's okay. Um, it does work on old states. So that's the thing that they should use for the carpet. For the rest of the stuff, um, basically they just want soap. Because soap is going to cut grease. Like, it just got on the sideboard. So you can wash a wooden sideboard using soap and a non-scratch, um, like, cloth or sponge. That mm. should come right up and be no problem at all. Um, but I want, so, like, Depending that, on the size and the tenacity of the grease stain. Right. Right. Like, I mean, depending on the size and the, ten- and the tenacity and the grease stain, it's like, you know, sometimes you need 
Dawn. Right. I, I hate to plug a, a no, brand. No, but Dawn but, is the, you know, you know Dawn and Palmolive are really mm-hmm. like the if two super grease yeah, cutting ones. If we're talking but about also, wait like a minute, surfactant. This, you know what? The, um, the wire cutters pick was the seventh generation dish seventh soap. And gen. I think that that's pretty good on grease too, right? It is. It is. I will just say that Dawn is um, a little more aggressive. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. no, no, that's they good have, to know. They have some pretty hardcore surfactants in Dawn. Yes, they sure do. Because you can tell because it's hard to get it out of your sponge. Yes, it sure is. Yeah. Um, okay, with that, actually, that is a good segue into having you talk about the progression of how we treat grease stains in textiles. Right. Um, because we start with dish soap. Yeah. So I'm going to have you just, like, take us through the dish soap to less oil to pine salt to degreasers to cornstarch kind of like flow right which i just gave the that's the cliff notes so like, <laughs> that's that. a great journey i love this so first what you, you know the first line of defense is dish soap everyone has dish soap um and what i like to do is i like to run the stain cotton and linen this is for cotton and linen only mm-hmm. run the stain under um hot water hit it with dish soap get it real good and sudsy just rub 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 on it itself um rinse throw it in the washing machine uh with laundry detergent right and then see how that goes and you what's the what's the what's the most important thing you with can't a grease put stain. it in the dryer, yes. guys. Don't put it in the dryer. Just don't do it. You're yeah. going to save yourself a lot of heartache. Mm-hmm. You are. So here's the problem with grease stains and the laundry. A lot of times, even when you've like super, super treated the stain and you are like 10,000% sure that it has come out in the wash, when the garment comes out of the wash because it's wet, the moisture of the garment can obscure a lingering grease stain. So if you just look at it wet, and go, oh, yeah, it's gone, and you put it in the dryer, you might be in for, like, a very nasty surprise when it comes out of the dryer and that grease stain is still there, and you're like, oh, right. I didn't (laughs) see that it was still there because the garment was two shades darker when it came out of the wash because it was wet. So just don't take the chance. If you've got something that's been grease stained, put it in the wash, take it out, and let it air dry, and check it and make sure that the stain has come out before it then goes through the wash again and goes into the dryer. Right. And by the way, Tim, you don't have to throw away the tablecloth. <laughs> you can get a table <laughs> runner and cover it up. <laughs> table runner. Also that. Right, we'll, we'll come back to that later. Also that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, we were talking about table runners in the Halloween episode we did because we were talking about altar cloths. Because I had a witch here, right? And, Ooh. you know, I'm a witch. And uh, which Tim found out one day in the office. <laughs> it's fine. It was, you know, I just I love learning more about you. It was, it was a great experience for everyone. Um, I was I was in the day after it was the summer solstice, right? Was, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, I was like, I'm a, I'm a little tired because <laughs> right. I because I stayed up I stayed up late for the solstice. <laughs> And Tim was like, why? And I was like, well, because I'm a witch. Like, just totally matter of fact. We're like sitting in the cafeteria at the New York Times. Like, have, we're having a meeting. And I'm just totally matter of fact. Like, well, because I'm a witch. Like, you know. Just to be clear, that's great. Yeah, listen. All the New York Times it. is a very diverse workplace. <laughs> yes, it is. Precisely. And we encourage that. It's great. They have a clean witch on staff. So I don't know as a contributor. So, you know. Um, yeah, so we were talking about, because um, we got a question for Halloween about keeping an altar clean but actually like a lot of the things that happen to an altar happen on other wooden surfaces and furniture in the home even for people who aren't 
practicing witchcraft. Um, and one of them was oil stains. One of them was ash, like, you know, just like ash residue candle wax, which we're going to talk about candle wax. Um, and I was like, you know, one of the things that you could do is you can get an altar cloth. And I was like, and for people who aren't practicing <laughs> witches, <laughs> yeah, you you can also get one. You just call it a table runner. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is a different name. <laughs> So you know, like, that is amazing. <laughs> I love that. That's am- I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, I love it. Okay, so that's the that's the dish soap thing, and I think also it's probably good to say that like the way that Leslie talked about the red wine is also the kind of the way that you want to think about the grease stains. If you're talking about small grease stains, a little splatter of salad oil, that kind of stuff, like the dish soap may be all you need, but then right. when you start talking about the bigger grease stains. Um, that's when, or, or just one that doesn't come out. Like sometimes the salad oil just doesn't come out. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Screws fall out all the time. The world is an imperfect place. Like, you know, um, so if it, if it's a bigger grease stain or if it doesn't come out with just the dish soap, then you want to move up into the next like category, which are the degreasers, solvents and degreasers. So I'm going to let you take it away. Defcon solvent. Yes. So, (laughs) so. Don't be scared of DEFCON solvent because once you've started working with solvents to remove grease stains, you'll kind of find new uses for them throughout your house Mm -hmm. because they're awesome. Mm -hmm. So if you have a big grease stain or my favorite word, a tenacious one, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jolie... We Jolie and I did. You know, we don't disagree. We just have our have our favorite brands. Right. Jolie loves Lust Oil. I love it, and I, I agree. Lust Oil is a great product, and um, uh, and you know, a number two product, not number two, but like an alternative is alternative pine salt is pine because salt. you know a lot of people have pine salt in right. their house. Pine, well, here's one thing. So Lust Oil, Lust Oil is made by the Clorox company, and it's the it's still very much on the market. But Clorox doesn't. It's not one of their their like premier brands um like i'll put it this way less oil does not have its own standalone website like you know clorox bleach has and and the other the other products it's like so the b team of the cleaning products it kind of is and it's you know it's an older it's an older product it's a little bit fallen out of favor i'm particularly loyal to it um but pine sol is a basically an equivalent product and it's just much easier for most people to find so it's not it's not better or worse. I just happen to be brand loyal to Lust Oil for my own personal reasons. Um, and so Pine Sol is perfectly fine. And then Leslie has one that she really, really loves. I like Citrusol just because I prefer the orange scent. Right. And that, that's it. Yeah. Um, and we yeah. should say that they they do have a fairly strong, Very strong. scent. And Very strong. I want to talk about... A thing that I learned, like a little bit of a clean person mystery, because um, it's important for people who have HE washing machines to know this. So um, if you have a standard machine, you can pre-treat you know, any of your launderable textiles using pine salt, using less oil, using citrusol, throw it in the wash, you're not going to have any problems. If you have an HE machine, I discovered, so probably within the past year or so, I started hearing from people, it was like you know one or two people to start, who use the lust oil or the pine sol, wash something, the stain came out, but the smell of the product lingered and it was strong. And they were like, this is, and I was like, boy, that's weird. I, you know, I've never had that happen. 
Um, maybe just run it through the wash again. Maybe you were heavy, like, and this isn't like to point fingers or blame or anything. I was like, maybe you were just really heavy handed with applying the product. Um, so that was like the first one or two times I was hearing this. And then I heard it a few more times and I was like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like now something's going on here because five people are not being heavy handed with the less oil. And I, I was like, hmm. I wonder. <laughs> I feel like investigative Jolie just taking over. <laughs> oh my god, I've had so many really good clean person mysteries this year too, and it's like the, that is the most fun part of my job. When I, I when I get a question that like, excited you get yeah, right now. <laughs> like when I get a question that I don't know the answer to, I'm like, oh, right, because of course also I started as a fact checker, so it's right, like right, in my right. DNA to like right. do a deep dive into research and all of this stuff. Um, and then that's how I that's how I became a cleaning expert. Really, is like I just. Solving mysteries. Did a lot of research, yeah. Because um, when I started the job, I knew a lot about cleaning, but I was not an expert by any stretch. Mm-hmm. And within like the first month or two of doing the job, I started getting questions that I didn't know the answer to. And I was like, well, I'm going to find out. So that's the whole the whole genesis of me knowing all of this stuff is like <laughs> just being like, well, I don't know the answer. But I'm going to find out. Not to get um, too off track, but is there one mystery that sticks out in your memory? There was the re. I think the recent one about the sticky hand toys. You know those sticky hand toys. You throw them against the wall oh, and they yeah. like crawl down. Oh, I love those. So they create like terrible stains. Yeah. Um, and I had someone um, tweet at me. She was like, "I've tried everything. I've tried every single like quote unquote remedy that the internet is telling me, <laughs> right. and none of them worked. And like the things I like the magic eraser didn't work. Oh, and yeah. I was like, Oh, All you right. know, I bought some of those at your recommendation. Ooh, yay! <laughs> um, when the magic eraser didn't work, I was like. Well, shit. <laughs> like that thing is made of literal magic, I, you know. Um, and so I was like, well, I, I'm, I'm going to have to go into a rabbit hole. And into a rabbit hole I went. The first thing I needed to figure out was I needed to figure out what the sticky hand toys were made of. Mm-hmm. And actually determining that was difficult. That yeah. took yeah. a long time. Um, like and I was and here. I was reading some like very fine print on the Internet. <laughs> Um, and I found out, I, I found the ingredients and I was like, Hmm, I wonder one of the active ingredients in the sticky hand toys is gelatin. And what? I happen to know that pineapple is the natural enemy of gelatin <laughs> and all protein. Mm-hmm. And so I had this woman rub pineapple on her wall and it took the stain out. Oh, and so God. that's the answer. But Leslie and I, so we, we I don't want to get too off track because we're going to, we actually are going to do like a whole thing and we're going to test this and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, actually, maybe we'll write about, maybe I'll write about it for the time. Let's do it. Um, Leslie and I have some other theories. Let's not spoil them. No. Um, but Leslie and I have some other theories of other things that might work on the sticky hand toys that we want to actually <laughs> test out. That's so good. Yeah. So just get excited, you guys. Get excited. Um, okay. So wait, did I finish saying what the problem was? The, pro- the, problem, the problem with the less oil and pine smell not, smell not coming out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. H- H- you, I mean, you can say it's H-E machines. People who have H-E machines, the problem is, is that those products um, are so heavily scented. And an H-E machine, one of the ways in which it's highly efficient is it does not use a lot of water. It uses low water. And so what's happening in a low water situation is that the um, the product isn't being fully, thoroughly flushed out. So if you have an HE machine, either use the product very sparingly or do two 
wash cycles, the second of which you should not use detergent for, um, or stick with the cornstarch, the non-laundering method, which is the cornstarch method for your textiles if you have an H-E washer. Yeah, just be prepared to have your tablecloth laid out with a mound of cornstarch on it for, you know, one to two days. Right, exactly. Um, okay, so I think I think we've covered everything we need to cover about grease stains, right? Right. Because we've gone through dish soap, we've gone through the big guns, we've gone through the cornstarch method, we talked about the H-E machines. Um, I think we're good on grease. I think we're good on grease. <laughs> um, so this is a good time for us to take a quick break. Leslie, Tim, and I will be right back with more about holiday stains. This is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Care. I'm joined by the wire cutters Leslie Stockton and the New York Times' Tim Herrera. We've been talking about holiday stains and all manner of other weird things and sticky, <laughs> sticky hand toys. Still all even talking about. <laughs> just talking about. I can just picture and, that woman rubbing pineapple juice <laughs> on her walls. That's incredible. Are there like great cleaning properties of pineapple juice that we are not aware of? There was, there was an enzyme in it that breaks down gelatin. And protein in general. And protein in general. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so that's what it is. All right. So now we've got... Um, We've got a lipstick question because during the holiday, I mean, during all the times of the year, but especially during the holidays, we have, if you're hosting guests, they, first of all, we, we tend to like dress up a little bit more during the holidays or wear a little bit more makeup than usual. Sure. And then we're it's hosting. occasion. You gotta look good. Yeah. And then, you know, your guest is like drinking out of your, your like good glassware or China because you're using the good mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and lipstick gets on that and or they're using their napkin and they get lipstick on it. And that is like that's a very real thing that happens. So I'm going to have Tim read this question um, from Maria. And right. Leslie and I are going to talk about the, the dreaded lipstick stains. So from Maria here. Hi, Jolie. Lady here. I'm a big fan of lipstick and lip gloss. Huge fan. As in, I won't leave the house without some on my lips. Uncombed hair and semi-clean clothes do not pose similar obstacles, just so you know. (laughs) Same. Hard same on that. Uh, Anyway, because I loves me the lipstick and wear it all the time, it ends up on all sorts of surfaces, including the interior of my favorite drinking cup. The formerly white interior of the cup is now heavily stained and coated with waxy, lipsticky residue. Mm -hmm. It's a fairly uninteresting 18-ounce, quote, spirit cup that I bought from a friend's child for a fundraiser. I could just toss it, um, but don't want to, at least not yet. Any way to remove all of that colorful buildup? I've tried scraping it off, but that was tedious. Suggestions? Yes, I do. Um, Before I get into the suggestions for the cup, 
I want to talk generally about lipstick stains on textiles because that's going to be, I think, for most people, a trickier and more common thing to have happen, especially like right as we're heading into Thanksgiving, because, you know, your like fashionable auntie is going to show up with <laughs> with like burgundy lipstick on and it's going to get all over. But she looks great. In it. Is that yeah. fashionable auntie me? Because <laughs> burgundy lipstick's my jam. Yeah, because you've got the coloring for it. <laughs> I can pull it off, too. And actually, I remember my mom telling this story about um my my auntie Kamla getting so pissed because this so you know you know growing up with a name like angelie you don't meet that many other angelies Mm -hmm. and my auntie kamala had a friend named angelie and i happened to be in dallas and i met her when i was a little i was like maybe seven years old and i was so excited right because i had never met anyone else with my name (laughs) and the other angelie was like she was very very beautiful and very glamorous and i was just like oh like this is such a big thing and i remember my mom telling me after the fact that like of within within like that year of having me having met the other Angelie, um, she had been at a dinner party at my auntie's house and she had been wearing um, like a very, very like dark kind of crimsony burgundy lipstick and it had gotten all over my auntie's napkins. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and my auntie was pissed and um and and my mom was laughing because she was like, I don't know what your auntie was thinking having light colored napkins out like <laughs> You all, you all are Indian. You know what shades you wear and look good in. Like, so every time I put on a dark lipstick, I'm like, oh man, like flashbacks. I'm, I'm being like so, so true to my, my Punjabi hat right now with my, my dark lipstick. Um, so, um, and it was actually like I was thinking of that story when I was preparing for this episode because that was exactly the story I had in mind about this. Um, so let's talk a little bit about. Lipstick as a stain, how to remove it, like what what to do, because it was one of the stains that you put on those napkins, right? Right. Yeah, because I, I said to her, I was like, lipstick, lipstick number <laughs> yeah. one, lipstick, got to be on there. Um, what did we, we, I said, I said grease, coffee, no, grease. not coffee because it's a tan and stain like red wine. It was grease, red wine, lipstick. It was, no, well, the first round was grease, red wine, um, blood. And blood that was mm. right blood like beef blood mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and <laughs> <laughs> or uncle bob's blood when he spills a bottle of red yes, wine exactly. on nanny's good tablecloth oh and and coffee i i did red wine and coffee because right. their tannins are very different they are they are really different tannin stains and actually coffee is like not that hard to treat no it really isn't um okay so here the thing about lipstick is that it's a combination stain which makes it extra tricky because it's it's a pigment stain, obviously, but also it's a waxy, greasy stain. Um, so you want to you want to kind of like as we think about your stain types and what you what you put on them, um, you want to consider those two things. So my my like one of my favorite stories, and I was actually just talking about this because I did an episode about costume parties, um, a co- like I think three episodes ago. Um, and someone had gotten lipstick all over like her costume stuff because she'd been using it instead of body paint to mm, draw in herself wow. and other people. I've done that. Um, before. you know, as one does, yeah. as one does. <laughs> um, and so I was telling this story that's in my book that, a, uh, an old reader is an old hairpin reader of mine, um, emailed me about, she had a white blazer that she spent. She said, she was like, I spent way too much money on this blazer. It was a thousand dollars. 
for wow. a white blazer and she was like and I got red lipstick on it oh, and no. she you she emailed me to tell me a success story to share which then I did include in my book because mm-hmm. I was like so excited about it she put rubbing alcohol on a cotton ball and just like dab 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 <laughs> dab 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 at the same and it came out wow so rubbing alcohol rubbing alcohol is magic mm-hmm. gel pen ballpoint pen mm-hmm. like it does a lot yeah it does a lot um the other thing you can use and you can use it on textiles is you can use makeup remover so i mean makeup remover is literally designed to remove makeup it's used to dissolve it it'll dissolve it on your clothes oh that makes sense yeah it makes sense right um even that weird separatey um uh silicone you know like the silicone like micellar water is like the hot thing now yeah. but it it used to be like that silicone based makeup remover and you had to shake up the bottle because it like, oh yeah 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 you yeah. Know what i'm talking about i do know exactly what you're talking about i i might be a little careful of that just because silicone itself is so tricky right um and it might gum up like your machine and i don't i would maybe say well, i would i would use like a water-based makeup remover um, I also would maybe stay away from the oil-based ones lest you end up with an oil stain. Of course, if you end up with an oil stain, you now know how to get it out. But like, I don't want you to be creating stains in, in the course of removing stains. Um, the makeup removing wipes are great. Those are really great. And also just like a, a water-based, like a very basic makeup remover um, will also work. But rubbing alcohol really is like the, the best thing. Um, what did you use in your testing for the lipstick? It was just rubbing alcohol. Rubbing right? alcohol yeah. and a and a cotton ball, and then so it most of the color came out, but there was like a faint, you know, like red. Because mm-hmm. I just use my lipstick, and I'm a red lipstick girl, mm-hmm. and so there's like a faint red, like pink, uh, like area, and then I just hit that with a dab of um, Tide, and okay. then threw it in the wash, and it was like done. Okay, perfect, yeah. great, good to know. Um, oh, because I just wanted to make sure I got the grease out, like the waxiness. Yeah. Right? Because I'm like, I don't know if the rubbing alcohol is really going to take care of like the waxy greasiness. So that's why I just pre-treated it yeah. with some detergent. Perfect. Great. Okay, good. So now let's talk about the cups. Because I, I have a trick that also, it comes from my other auntie in Dallas. <laughs> I have two aunties in Dallas. Um, they're sisters. They're my dad's sisters. Um, so my other auntie in Dallas drinks, well, they both drink a lot of tea, but one drinks a lot, a lot of tea. And she uses, um, and Leslie, you're going to love this because you also do this for your pots and pans. She uses, um, baking soda to scrub the tea, the tannin stains out of her, um, her white, the interior of her white mugs. Um, that is also going to work really, really well on removing the lipstick from the, you know, plastic cups, glasses, China, any any of that stuff. Um, you might also want to use it in concert with Adobe Pad, the our our beloved Adobe Pads. Leslie is also a Adobe Pad enthusiast. Um, it has its place. Yeah, um, and it's <laughs> and it's particularly good for this. And actually, I'll also tell you, you know, the number one fan of the Adobe Pad is my friend David Cho, who was on episode eighty, who people love. I was out earlier this week. I went and had drinks with um, two of my patrons, which was super super fun. Hillary and Maeve, hey guys, I was like that was so fun. I love you guys. <laughs> um, and uh, the best part was they didn't ask me a single thing about cleaning. Oh, it never so happens. They didn't, want, didn't take I- advantage of that prime opportunity with no, you? No, it was great, actually. They just wanted to, like, 
they wanted to treat me like a normal person. Yeah, I was so like, excited. Because I assume, like, in every social every, I'm like a doctor. Like, right, everyone just right, wants right. me to check their moles. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I, yeah. And I don't mind. And I, I truly, I honestly don't mind it. You do I, love it, right? I do love it because yeah. I love this job. Yeah. And, like, and I also find, actually, I was in, I was at the, um, the Gizmodo Media Group offices today. And, um, Jim Cook, who's the the head of the art department, was like, oh, I was going to send you this question. And <laughs> okay. well, I was like, why didn't you? And he was like, well, I didn't want to bother. And I'm like, no, bother me. Like, you're my, <laughs> you're my friend. This is like part of the, like, the privilege of being my friend. Of course, I'm going to help you out. I will say we've um, absolutely joked about having questions that we didn't send you for that I reason. Know. We don't want to be overwhelming. I know. You're a busy person. You got stuff going on. And everyone said, and I'm like, no, no, no. But then when I, what I also said... Um, what I also said to Jim, and actually we're going to talk about this with our when we hit their last question, was that a lot of times the questions that my friends and my editors end up asking me are different from things that my readers and listeners tend to ask of oh, yeah. me. Yeah. And they end up being really good things that I use for the column and for the show. Right, right, so right. So I'm always like, can you, can you please do that actually? Because hashtag content. Like, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything is content. Yeah. So um, so really, like, always always take advantage of that. Um, Good to know. I'm, I'm going to text you a yeah. lot more now. You want to know um, my favorite thing for the Adobe pad? Yeah. Uh, cleaning my chef's knives. Yes. Because I have expensive knives. And sometimes you got to get a little scrub on them, mm-hmm. but the but you don't want to scratch bright, them. The scratch yep. bright green and yellow will totally mm-hmm. the yellow side's not abrasive enough, and the green side's too abrasive. Mm-hmm. I've absolutely done <laughs> yep. that before. Yeah, yep. my chef's knife is just covered in like yep. these weird marks from that. Yeah. Well, we'll get you some Adobe pads. I needed to get these Adobe uh, pads. Yeah, you do. Well, so here's the thing. So David Cho is like the world's biggest Adobe pad fan. He buys them in batches of 24 at a time. Oh. Um, and But Maeve and Hillary were saying how much they loved him. And I was like, I know. I was like, he's great, <laughs> right? He's a Adobe pad enthusiast. Um, and so then, of course, I texted him the next day. And I was like, by the way, like, <laughs> just so you know, people love, really like, love to, <laughs> which is true. I get, I get so much. I mean, I get great feedback on that all. That was the sneakers one, right? It was a sneakers one. It was one. a very good episode. It was I a really, say. really good episode. Yeah, and like, yeah. I get so much feedback, especially because he's such an enthusiast right. about like the learning process. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Wait, he yeah. cleans um, sneakers? No, oh. I, he's a, he's into sneakers. Okay. And he also is like, I describe him as being my best student. Because he asked the way that he asked questions of me is just like incredibly thoughtful and incisive. And he challenges me a lot, which I not challenges me like you're wrong. He challenges me to like dig deeper in my explanation of why certain products and certain tools work. Um, So anyway, and I also just really enjoy him (laughs) or old friends. All right. So we've got we've got one last question um, from Lindsay. Um, and this is actually going to let me talk about um, a recent success story that um, a, a woman who Tim and I work with at the New York Times had because she came to me and asked me a cleaning question. Very excited to instead hear about of, it. Instead <clears throat> of not asking. <laughs> One of the times we did take advantage. <laughs> um, all right. So we're hearing from Lindsay. Uh, hi, Jolie. First of all parentheses and if i make it onto the show you have to read this part yeah i know Exclamation i was like point. i have to leave yeah, it in of course so i had this you guys i had this thing just to explain where i used to take out um because people said people are so nice when they email me sure. and um and you know they usually open by 
by saying like I've you know I've been reading you for a long time yeah, yeah, or yeah. I love the show or something like that and and I appreciate it so much but for the show purposes I used to always take it out because I'd be like oh yeah well the, like it, yeah. the listeners like don't need to listen to me getting a tongue bath you know what I mean <laughs> and, and, and everyone feels the same way and then, really and then, I mean, maybe they do well and then and then this summer um was I, I so 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 many people I worked with were like you you ain't shit Jolie and you your your work is like it doesn't mean anything and we Aww. don't care about it and blah, blah blah and I was like I'm gonna start including the <laughs> on this show because I As feel, you should. I was like I self care so girl self care <laughs> yeah. they made me feel like I don't matter <laughs> I do remember the first time we ever met IRL at that Starbucks in Midtown yeah. I remember I spent I like at the moment I was thinking it I spent a little too long talking about how much I enjoyed your work and I like felt weird about it afterwards like was I way too like complimentary did I like make it weird was it creepy no um, no well here's the thing also I'm a Leo and I'm an only child so like there is literally no such thing as complimenting me too much <laughs> yeah I was just like bring it on like I just love the praise this is, I'm learning so much about you tonight this is great alright so back to Lindsay um, she loves you thinks you're great um, so my new thing is to google blank space Jolie Care when I'm trying to figure out something cleaning wise like mm-hmm. you Google your name with the problem yeah, the Jolie Care Google trick which also is part of the reason I left it in because I always want to remind people mm-hmm. especially on Thanksgiving you guys listen I'm going to be lit up in the valley <laughs> on Thanksgiving so like don't rely on me to be available to help you <laughs> when Uncle Bob spills the red also wine. Remember know. that the Google, the Jolly Care Google trick exists in this world. Three sheets to the Santa Ana blanket. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Google trick is real. I've definitely done that myself. Yeah. Um, second, I love sitting at work or wherever and having someone ask about something and I can say, well, on my cleaning podcast, it says, which again, have been there for sure. Um, I sent your hat cleaning episode to a friend who was all sorts of concerned about his precious baseball hat. Yes. Um, my question is, how do I best clean the sticky dust off of things like baseboards and doors? I feel like, especially in the bathroom where it's moist, my baseboards get a sticky kind of dust that I cannot just wipe up. Yep. If I try and wipe with a wet cloth, it just smears around. And if I do a dry cloth, it doesn't clean it up. Mm-hmm. What is the magic potion for that? Yep. I avoid my baseboards simply because I feel like they don't really get clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been, pa- been catching up since May. I now use white vinegar and rubbing alcohol regularly. And my perspective Yay! on cleaning is totally different. <laughs> I love, in caps, I love your hands and knees approach to floor cleaning. Who knew? Thanks. I love, love this question so much because um, I absolutely <laughs> have that problem and I just like skip it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like this also like one of the things I love about you, if we can just give you more compliments, <laughs> is like I feel like you're you're a therapist in the way where like so many of your questions, I feel like the real question is like, is this normal? Mm-hmm. Is this my own problem? Absolutely. Am I the only one who deals with this? And I definitely relate to this question so deeply. Yep. So I'm so interested to hear what yep. you have to say about this. To- totally, totally get all of that. Um, and yes, I think that I, I think that I am a therapist. Well, you know, the thing is I always say to people, like I'm a cleaning expert and an advice columnist. Well, I guess now I'm the host of an advice show in equal measure. Yeah. And yeah. people tend to forget that the advice part of it yeah. is, is, is as equally important as the cleaning expert part of it. And it's not just because I'm giving advice on how to clean. I'm giving advice on like, just that it's okay to 
feel this way totally or it's okay not to know things or like that we have choices in life and if leslie likes citrus salt more than less oil (laughs) that's okay and it works for me yeah like life is let's keep both companies in business life is hard enough without yelling at me because i like candy corn and you don't yeah you know candy corn is a separate issue wait i have a i have a question what do you have a name for that particular like sticky dust situation? Because it can also gather on top of vent hoods. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's like exactly that. what we're going to yeah. talk about. Oh. I don't have a name for it. I kind of refer to it, and it, it's not going to work for this because she's having it in the bathroom. Um, but I kind of refer to it as like ambient cooking grease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I call it resin dust. Yeah, because it's sticky like resin. Right? Yeah, but it's not resin. Um, <laughs> I mean, there probably is some kind of like industry term, like like how there's toilet plume. Yeah. Like there's yeah. probably like some. Plume? Oh, Tim. Whoa, if you could see the look I just got in this studio, I feel like I need to leave. This is I, I, can't, I cannot no, stay here anymore. Tell, I don't want to tell Holy you. Lord. No, 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 no. I'm not mad. I don't want to tell, tell you because it's going oh, to ruin your life. Oh, please, please tell him. Please tell him. And it's a whole other episode now. Is this kind of thing going on? Please tell him. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Leslie, oh my god oh i just feel personally attacked um, okay okay let's hear it when you flush the toilet if mm-hmm. you don't have the lid down mm-hmm. oh no um, oh no mm-hmm. wait is this going wait for yes it? that's no. why <laughs> okay i do regret asking now i should just let it go the con- always oh, close the lid the force of the flush no, no. will send particles no. of whatever is in the toilet up and out of the toilet, and it will then land on the walls, on the floors, on your bathroom like, textiles. I thought that was one of those like urban myths no. that people just like like repeat, but no. isn't actually true. No, no it's true. Oh, and sometimes the toilet flush is so forceful, like you'll see splashback on the toilet seat, so you know it really just like threw yeah. a bunch of germs into oh, the air. Oh my god! I just moved, and the, <laughs> the, the toilet in my new apartment is so forceful. Oh yeah! And now I'm like shut friend. the lid. Shut, shut the, the lid. lid. Of course, I haven't shut been. Uh, great. Well, now I you know so much already from this podcast. This is fantastic. <laughs> now you understand Jesus. the look I gave you. I, I, I wow. was like, this is going to hurt. This is, this like, is going to hurt. Yeah. Before and after times, learning about toilet yeah. plume. So here's the thing. Some in the, are hard. The, thi- the thing that happens in the, in the just to, let's just save this. We're just going to move we'll, right we'll on. We'll revisit from, later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we'll listen. During spring cleaning, we'll do a whole like, we'll do a deep I dive into the bathroom. next guide. We did just find our next guide. We, well, yeah. And also that's like a little bit of what. Karen and I are talking about, which Karen mm. is the person who had the success story that I'm super excited to share about this. So here's the thing. In both the kitchen and the bathroom, you're talking about spaces in the home where there is a lot of aerosolized sort of products being used. In the bathroom, you're talking about everything from toilet plume to, you know, your hairspray, your dry shampoo, mm-hmm. um, you know, what any any products that you like spray or mist anywhere in the bathroom is is going out into the rest of the space. And then in the bathroom, you're combining it with steam, which is both heat and moisture. And it's basically turning Anything that's been that's gotten into the air and then landed on surfaces, it's turning it into this kind of glue-like mm-hmm. substance, sticky. almost sticky. It turns sticky, and then it sits, and then there's dust in the air, and the dust collects. Now, in the kitchen, what you get is you get you know the, the reason that I call it like the a- the ambient cooking grease is because mm-hmm. you get the grease and and steam that's rising up 
onto surfaces as you cook. Um, and the same thing happens. And so a very common thing that people notice is that their kitchen cabinets and their vent hoods yeah. have sort of a sticky film to them. And the thing that you want, and it's this, it's basically the same thing going on in the bathroom, except instead of grease, you're talking about products that probably contain silicone. You know, hairspray is very sticky. So you, you, it's they're different products, but it's basically the same effect. What you want for this is you want my good old friend... Ammonia. I love ammonia. <laughs> I know it's controversial. Tim, I did get yelled at when we published the first How to Clean Your Home Guide. Mm-hmm. I got I got one very scoldy email from a New York Times reader. Uh-huh. They're so was, nice. I don't believe that. Who was, who was outraged, outraged <laughs> that I would recommend ammonia. Oh, wow. And I was like, shrug. We take on the big issues. <laughs> we don't shy away from controversial topics. People are right. weird about bleach and bleach is my favorite thing in the I, world. People are very, and that's actually, and here's the thing, that's one of the reasons that I always give options. It's perfectly fine for people to say, I I choose not to use this. Where it's not so fine, even though they're going to go ahead and do it anyway, is to, <laughs> is to email me and yell at me for recommending a product that works. I'm not saying it's the only product that works. There are options out there, mm-hmm. but it works. And it's my job to tell you that it works. And yeah. then you can make a choice whether you want to use it or not. If we are all adults with free will. Yeah, if you're weirded out about ammonia, can I talk about my good friend Citrusol? Of course and, you can. And, and, and her cousin, yes. um, and in, Lestoil. And in, and in fact, the second, the second point in my list was yeah. degreasers. And I was like, I want Leslie to talk about the degreasers. Let me quickly talk about ammonia and how to use it. And I want to tell, Tim doesn't even know the story about Karen's I'm so excited success to hear story. Oh. He knows that there was something, but he doesn't know what actually happened. So... Here's my spiel about ammonia. A tiny bit goes a long way. You do not need a lot at all. You need, depending on how big the job is. So for like for your baseboards, you maybe will use like a tablespoon or two diluted in a quart of water. If you're talking about your kitchen cabinets and you have a lot of them, you might want to use a quarter cup of ammonia diluted in a gallon of water, but you do not need a lot. A little bit truly goes a long way. Now, here's the thing. Ammonia is indeed a fairly toxic chemical. So... There are some safety things you need to take into account when you're going to be using it. First of all, you absolutely must work in a well-ventilated area. It is quite fumy. It just is. That's also part of the reason why it works. Um, <laughs> you should absolutely wear household gloves. You don't really want to have ammonia coming in direct contact with your skin. Um, it's not going to burn or anything. Like if you get a little splash on you, it's not like oven cleaner that like absolutely cannot come in contact with your skin. Um, but you won't you you won't want to be like submerging your hands in it for an extended period of time. So wear household gloves. Um, the other thing, always, 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 the rule you have to remember is that you never, ever, ever mix ammonia and bleach together. The combination of the two literally creates mustard gas. What? And will you, burn your lungs. You can literally kill yourself yeah. with it. So don't do that. Um, so I can't remember who I was talking to. Oh, I know. I was at the Harvard Columbia football game over the weekend and Chili. <laughs> it's fine. Move on. It's okay. Roar Lions Roar. <laughs> I went to, I went I went there. It was my alma mater. <laughs> Columbia had been undefeated in the conference and then they lost to Harvard and so with a bunch of us went. It was a, it was a combo of alums and sports writers. It was basically the thing. It was a beautiful Chili. fall day for a football game. It sounds lovely. It was lovely. Anyway, one of my coworkers boyfriends, I forget like I said something about Ammonia and bleach creating mustard gas. And he was like, what? <laughs> what? 
or oh no i know i said something about knowing how to make mustard gas and he was like excuse me and i was like oh you're not familiar with my work are you (laughs) and he was like He's like, no, actually, I am. I, I take that back. I know exactly why you know that. <laughs> it's not shocking at all. Um, okay, so there are my rules for ammonia. So what you're going to... Oh, the other rule for ammonia is when you're mixing it, when you're when you're creating the ammonia solution, you want to start with the water and you want to add the ammonia to the water, not the other way around because you don't want it to splash and, you know, get, God, in, your get in your eyes or mm-hmm. something like that. So just just safety. Like, you don't need to be terrified of ammonia. But you do need to take some precautions with it. So I don't want I don't want you guys to be scared of it. And I know some people are, but like there's really no reason to be scared of it as long as you know the, the handling instructions, and that's what they are. Um, gloves, well ventilated. Add it to water rather than the other way around, and don't mix it with bleach. Easy. We're all okay. Um, so what you're gonna do is you're gonna you're gonna mix up your little ammonia solution, and you're gonna use um, a rag. Like I like to use a washcloth, because like an old washcloth, obviously not one that I'm gonna use on myself um <laughs> because i think it's about the right size for comfortably washing a vertical surface um it's also a little bit nubbly and so it will add some like a little bit of like almost scouring power to the job the other thing you can use once again our good old friend the Dolby pad the thing about the Dolby pad is that it's a non-scratch scouring sponge so you can use it on a wood surface without it scratching so that's going to that tool in conjunction with the solution is going to lift that sticky film right off with like virtually no elbow grease. Like you're just going to like wax on wax off style. Um you're not going to be scrubbing like a like a crazy person. Um so those those are really good options. Um a few other tools to mention i really love the doby pad but there's another thing that's great which is the casabella sparkle sponge Mm. which is literally sparkly i love the name and it makes me very happy i'm there um and in fact i use the sparkle sponges when i handsies and kneesies my floor and i do use ammonia for my i use a whole i i vary my floor solutions because i can and i sometimes just like to mix things up a little sometimes i use diluted dish soap sometimes i use diluted windex sometimes i use diluted ammonia this weekend Big weekend at the lily pad. Um, I'm doing my floors and I am going to use ammonia for them because I've noticed that there's like a little buildup that's going on in my floors because I keep tramp. I'm like a very, I'm very good about shoes off, but like for some reason in the past like month or two, I keep putting my sneakers on to go to the gym and then I'm like, oh, right, my phone's in my bedroom. So I keep like tramping through the whole apartment in my sneakers. Right, right. Um, So this weekend I got to do the full ammonia. Um, and How frequently I'm, do you do your floors? Can I ask? Is that an invasive question? No, it's not at all. Um, I used to be like really religious about doing the floors like once every like two to four weeks. Whoa! And then that um, was way more freaking than I would have guessed. And then I got um, I got a robot mop, and I started using that every week. And then I was like, these floors are. Filthy, even after the robot mop oh, cleans gosh. them. And then I think I just got depressed about the whole situation. And I think I'm just really ad hoc now. Yeah. But also I'm not cooking as much anymore. So that was the other thing that like. So you have less of the gross resin yeah. dust. Resin dust. That's yeah. what I'm calling dust, this. Yeah. I love um, that resin great. Dust. I do. I mean, I vacuum a lot. Yeah. I vacuum a lot. Like I run, I run the Roomba once a week and yeah. I vacuum with the, I have the Dyson stick and I use that probably like, you know, every other day. Should I buy a Roomba? 
Mm. We were talking about like treating yourselves for these holidays. I've been thinking about it. No, I think you should get the Dyson stick vacuum. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, the cordless. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Oh. Yeah, and here's okay. the thing: your colleague <laughs> so Liam McCabe good. does not love Dyson. No, he oh. doesn't. He does not love that's Dyson. Thing, like, yeah, what's that Wirecutter's vacuum for cordless? Yeah. Is it's the Dyson stick, but that's oh. for cordless because yeah. okay. there's not yeah, a lot the in the category that's good. Yeah, for corded, it's the Shark Navigator lift yes. away. Um, which is a very good price point. It's like 150 bucks. Yeah. Um, they're actually their robot vac pick is also not the Roomba. It's a much lower price. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. That so I, yeah. if you want a robot, get the lower price sweet home pick or right. wire cutter. Pick. I keep forgetting to make the, yeah. the wire cutter. The, it's the change. It's, it's no, all cool. wire cutter. Yeah. But I would say skip the robot. Get the stick. Get back. the stick. You're gonna. Really? You're gonna be happier much with happier it. with it. Yeah. yeah. You are. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll, yeah. We'll yeah. yeah. I'll be in tomorrow. But there's we'll nothing talk. wrong with a robot back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, okay. They just yeah. seem so fun. Like a little yeah. robot around your apartment. Yeah. If that thing turned on and I was like trying to, I don't know, sleep, meditate, <laughs> um, anything like that. Or Mine's I was evil. trying to have some like quiet time and that thing turned on. But it's your little so friend pissed. coming to say hi. No, 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 no. Mine is evil. First of all. <laughs> an evil robot Mine, vacuum. I do. Okay. 100%. Uh-huh. I named him Christine after <laughs> the Stephen King novel. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a boy named Christine. Okay. Yes, I have so an evil gendered robot vacuum. Yes, I do. Okay, um, I have a sticker that one of my um, like one of my my Bravo Facebook group friends mm-hmm. made for me. She makes t shirts. She makes my Bravo t shirts, and she also made me a Christine sticker for my Roomba <laughs> oh. that's like in spooky Christine Stephen oh King font. Um, Christine has a foot fetish. <laughs> And Christine comes after my feet every time really? I I turn him on in the apartment with me. So now what I have to do, I, I'm in an abusive relationship with my robot vacuum, by the way. Yeah. Are you, so you're saying foot fetish is inherently evil or are there other, other evil attributes? Well, the, his particular foot fetish, because he chases me around the house <laughs> and gets up on my feet with his with his fronds. And like, will not give me a moment's peace at all. And so now what I have to do is I have to, and this is actually the other reason I've been in the sneakers a lot. Uh I have to, I either, I usually turn Christine on on Saturdays or Sundays. That's kind of my routine. (laughs) So what I do is like, I, I do my like, my like weekend cleaning, my whole thing. And then I get, I get cleaned up and I put my gym clothes on and I get, get all my stuff together and I put my sneakers on. And I go and get Christine out from under the chair where he lives. And <laughs> I have a very small apartment. I have a lot of room things. He lives under a chair. His docking station is under there. Um, it's like his litter box. Um, I turn him on and then I run. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what? So like, what? So like he can't. So like as he's like, as he's like coming out from un- from, his, starts. from his docking station under the chair, I'm like, I've like got a head start. I'm out the door. What? Yeah. Um, can you tweet evidence of this at some point? Yes. I would love to see this in yes. action. Yes. Christine well, in action. Yeah. I'll take a video. Actually, you know what? I am going to do it because I just got when I was in the office today, I got a Jalopnik sticker for mm-hmm. Christine because Christine is my vehicle. Also, <laughs> uh, <laughs> since, I, since I'm the only Jalopnik writer who doesn't know how to drive, <laughs> I have a Roomba. <laughs> um, it's quite a life I lead. There's, there's I a lot going on with Christine. Yeah, again, just learning so much about you tonight. Um, so yeah, so that's my that's my floor cleaning routine. One more 
thing to mention for cleaning floor, one more sort of tool, is that microfiber is really good for floors. You want kind of one of the thicker microfibers. Um, those are really great, both for using for applying your your liquid cleaner, but also for sort of doing like a buffing. Um, I was actually just talking to one of the managers at my gym, and she was asking today, in fact, um, she was asking about products to use to clean her floor. She wanted something that was like cruelty free. She's she's vegan and she's an activist, so she wanted something that was cruelty free. She was asking me about the Mrs. Myers products. She had been using Dr. Bronner's, but there was like some interplay between the Bronner's scents and her cat litter situation mm. that wasn't pleasing for her. Um, and she also said, she also said to me, the reason it came up was because someone else who works there was like, oh, Jolie's here. She can tell you about this. <laughs> and as we're like, she was like, oh, this was so helpful. Like, you all, you, do you know a lot about cleaning? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> funny you should ask. I was like, <laughs> only a little bit. I'm like, Lindsay, that's my literal job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing that she mentioned was that after she cleans, her floors are kind of streaky. And I was like, oh, just go over with microfiber. And like either, you know, if you're doing hands and knees, you can just use it you know, wax on, wax off style, or you can just get a mic- dry microfiber mop and that'll be great. Um, microfiber, also really, really great on the baseboards. Really great on the baseboards. Um, if you've gotten to the point where you have that kind of sticky buildup, yeah, you're going to have to use like an ammonia or a degreaser that I'm going to have Leslie talk about in a second. Um, but for just like, if you can regularly clean the baseboards, um, so I probably do my baseboards maybe like once every like, Four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't go wild. Yeah. Um, and, but although we know when I'm doing the hand season and knees, it's like, I'll just kind of like. Might as well while wipe, you're there. Yeah. Um, but if you do it regularly, you can actually just go over it with dry microfiber. The, again, the plush one is really good for that kind of job. Um, and again, Casabella is a company that makes a lot of microfiber in all different sizes and plushness and for different uses. And I just, I, that's like. They have such good products. I really love them. Um, okay. So let's say you don't you don't want to use ammonia. Let's say you're terrified of it or you are opposed to it. If you're opposed to it, Leslie's degreasers aren't going to solve that problem because those are also... No. If you're opposed to it, though, can I tell like a one-minute story really quick from yeah, of my course. childhood? So when I was a kid, I lived in a neighborhood where roving bands of feral dogs would come and destroy your trash when you put them out when you put it out for collection. So my mom used to send us out. <laughs> my mom used to have us take out the garbage, and she would send one of us out with a bottle of ammonia to just dump all <laughs> yeah. over oh the garbage God. so the dogs would leave it alone. <laughs> yep. That's very, very common. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's so funny how, pine how, how also, much... Pine saw also works for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, sending your five-year-old daughter out with a <laughs> gallon jug of ammonia to Love dump it. all over the she garbage. She raised you right. She sure did. <laughs> so, you know, it's really no big deal. Yeah. But, you know, perception, I get it. Yeah. So... I love degreaser in for for kitchen resin dust. Mm-hmm. Uh, so resin dust is that lovely tacky, dusty situation that collects on top of your vent hood. Yep, um, on the cabinet, backsplash yep. the cabinets, like anything or you know, actually, it just spreads to the whole kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets everywhere. So 
what I like to do is I take my good friend Citrusol mm-hmm. <laughs> and I make a make a diluted solution, mm-hmm. uh, put it in a spray bottle, hose everything down, mm-hmm. um, and then just like go over it with a uh, doby mm-hmm. or you know a, a, or a rag or yeah, sponge or yeah. a rag, and then I'll go over it again with um, a clean damp rag just mm-hmm. to kind of like wipe up any residue. Yep. Perfect. And um, also we should just remind everyone, you know, especially with these kinds of jobs. That are drippy, work from the top down. Yeah. Always work from the top down. Um, if you really don't want to be using a degreaser or ammonia, you can use dish soap. Yes. You should use Dawn or you know one of the other heavy-duty ones. Yeah. Um, and you definitely, in that case, want to be using the Dolby because you're going to need the extra scrubbing power to make up for the lack of heft in your product. Right. But it will work and you can do it. You can do it. Can I tell you what I just did with degreaser? And it was the most satisfying cleaning job I've done in a sure long thing. time. Uh, you know that 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 screen in a vent hood mm-hmm. that that catches. Mm-hmm. I mean, mine was just disgusting. Uh, and I filled up my sink with um, hot hot water and citrus salt, and I let it soak. And like an hour later, I just kind of like gave it like a light scrub mm-hmm. with a bottle brush and ran it under hot water and the thing sparkles like the top of the Chrysler building. I love it. But I'm a little (laughs) I'm a little mad at you right now. Why? What did I do? Because you had good soaking water and you didn't take a picture and sign it. (gasps) Oh my god, it was so good. I'm so sorry. Believe me, uh, I, you'll, here's the thing. I live with a man and a cat. There, you'll foul. You, 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 you cook for a living. <laughs> you will foul it up again, and when you do, I know you will send me that soaking water. I will. <laughs> um, let me tell you guys this story to close this episode out. Let me tell you the story about Karen Barrow at the New York Times um, and her ammonia success story. Um, so about maybe like three or so weeks ago, I got an email from Karen. And she she's she's asked me some cleaning personal cleaning questions before, and she's always incredibly apologetic. And she's like, "I'm so sorry. Like, is it okay?" And I and every time I'm like, "Yes, it's fine, Karen." Like, and I told the first time she did it, I was like, "Karen." The questions my editors ask often get turned into content. Like, please never hesitate. If you have the question, someone else does. And it's likely that it will turn into an assignment for me. And that means work and money. And <laughs> that's those, these are good things. We still have that debate every time. But that's great to know. Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, she sent this email. And she's like, "The ban- we have a wooden banister in our house. And it's sticky. And it's grossing me out. And literally every time I go up or down the stairs and I touch this thing, I'm like, <laughs> I got asked Jolie about this. And I was like, oh, no problem at all. I'm like, Karen, you need ammonia. I was like, I know exactly what the problem is. It's basically the same thing that happens to the baseboards and happens to the kitchen cabinets. It's just like Karen has little kids. So it's yeah. like it's like yeah. sticky little kid, greasy kid mm-hmm. hands going up and down <laughs> and like, you know, ambient plume in the air and blah 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 and i was like you just need to back again so i tell i give her all the instructions and i'm like go 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 forth and conquer um so she she and i then had to communicate about a couple other things and i was like how are your banisters like i was like (laughs) i'm i'm really waiting for an update here on the banisters and 
She's like, oh, I haven't gotten to it yet because I have to go get ammonia. Then like the next time she's like, I just got the ammonia, but I like have to wait until I like put my kids to sleep or get them out of the house because I don't want them in the house, which is which is right. Like you don't really want the kids like running around when you're working with ammonia because just like it's too easy for an accident to happen or, you know, tiny little lungs, you know, shouldn't be (laughs) inhaling ammonia. Um, so anyway, so she she finally gets to she buys the ammonia and then she has to wait to use it and she finally gets to use it and lo and behold it does the trick in like no time and she's so excited and she wrote back and she was like I'm gonna rem-, and I was like you know this is also the thing for when your kitchen cabinets or your vent hood gets sticky and she was like I'm definitely gonna remember that since I spent about an hour a week ago cleaning my kitchen cabinets with soap and water oh, I was no. like Karen why didn't you ask? it didn't have to be that hard (laughs) yeah so anyway so that that was like it was a nice it was a nice success story and i was really happy that Um, is amazing and then and then she actually uh she learned she learned the jolie care google trick because the next thing that happened (laughs) was that she was about to ask me how to get the dinge out of her comforter and instead of asking she googled (laughs) and she emailed to say that it was taking a long bath and in like you know oxygen bleach and then she wrote back and she was like She's like, this is unbelievable. This thing is bright white. It looks brand new. I can't even believe it. <laughs> I was like, yay. <laughs> oh, that's so you. great. Um, all right. So on that happy note, that'll do it for this episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. You guys, thank you so much for being here. I think obviously we've now come up with like, I think at least three more episodes that we all have to do together because we got to talk about this bathroom stuff. We got to really? talk about yeah. vacuums. Mm-hmm. We have to like have tim do a deep dive into laundry oh boy um maybe even like controversial cleaning solutions that we love oh that's a good one that's a really really good one um so i'll definitely have to have you back together individually i'm glad that you two finally met yeah Um, i hope that will be how weird that we have it (laughs) i hope that we'll be working on a lot more stuff together um that will give us other good topics for the podcast because this was really fun thank you both for being here leslie do you want to mention do you want to mention what that guide is? Yes, uh, it's uh, the best napkins and tablecloths. Uh, sorry, I messed that up. The best napkins <laughs> and tablecloths on wirecutter.com. Okay, excellent, excellent. And um, and you guys will see a bunch of stuff for me mm-hmm. in the New York Times in the next couple weeks, months, years, I hope. Yes, um, definitely. Great stuff this month. Yeah, yeah a lot of good Should stuff. Should we plug any month. of that? Do you want to do that? Um, No, let's let it be a surprise. Oh, a little surprise. I like yeah. it. Great. Yeah. Um. All right, so if you guys like what you heard today, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash askacleanperson and selecting one of the amazing rewards I'm offering to my listeners. I would also love it if you would subscribe on Acast or iTunes, leave a rating, and tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show. Boy, we got, we got weird. I don't. I was my ability to get weird on top on a topic as mundane as napkins is <laughs> actually amazing. Um, this weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And of course, thanks to my listeners for joining me for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.